0: This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club just by listening. You're a member. My name is Colton Pratt.
1: And I'm... Sydney Lyrely. and we're your
0: hosts for this show.
1: We are. We are. Can you imagine if suddenly the host has changed? One day you log on, okay, an yeah. episode pops up, and you click it, and it's just suddenly not us anymore.
0: What if? What if it was one of us, and we replaced the other one, but never addressed it in the show? We just like assume <laughs> that this, is, this is how it's always been. You guys, obviously,
1: nothing has ever changed.
0: Yeah, we're we're exactly as we are, or exactly as we've always been. All right, <laughs> after us being dumb for a little while, we're going to go. That's have- how it works. So this week. We read... Well, what book are we reading?
1: Oh, right. You're right. We're reading Fairy Tale by Stephen King.
0: Uh, Yeah, this week we read chapters 7 and 8. Next week we are reading...
1: Next week we are reading... Wow, I got really low. Next week we're reading 9 and we're reading 10-9. So do not read 10-10. Yes. I know you'll want to. You will want because to. Because trust me when I say this, it's a, sp- like, it's a bad spot to... End- like, okay... <laughs> It's a bad spot a to end. It's a very, very large cliffhanger. And I know you're going to look at it and be like, okay, but it's part of the same chapter. Let right. me read it.
0: Don't do it. Yeah. Be a, be a good, be good, patient. Uh, uh, Book club boy. I mean, and girls. you can
1: if you really want to.
0: Yeah. But we're just doing that because
1: eye. that little section is 20 minutes on its own. Yeah. Did you say I'd stab them in the eye?
0: Yeah. I, did, I thought you would address it, but you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was.
1: It's because I was talking. And so it took a moment.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, but.
1: Yes, that little section, ten ten is 20 minutes on its own, and so that would make our hour and a half time slot Too long. go over, so we didn't want to do that. And there's a lot to talk about in that, so it'll probably take us the full
0: 20 minutes to talk about it, yes. so. So be aware. But this week, we just read 7 and 8, so make sure you have those right before we start, or you'll be, you know, pretty confused. Uh, yeah. But anyway, 7 is Sydney's chapter, and she's going to get started right... Now. Now.
1: Okay, so chapter 7, I will read the titles. First night... Now You Know Jack, A Simple Woodcutter, Therapy, My Father's Visit, Lynn Parza Mr. Bowditch Makes a Promise. It's a long,
0: a lot of, of titles there. A lot of titles in this one.
1: So this starts off, um, Charlie is at Mr. Bowditch's house and he's eating lunch and he asks if Mr. Bowditch wants anything and he says no. Um, he might eat some like chicken noodle after he takes his pills, but he's in a lot of pain right now. Um, they talk about uh, the TV a little bit, um, you know, just... About where he gets the tubes for the back of the TV. So there's like a place in New Jersey that sells it, but it gets more expensive each year because no one buys them anymore.
0: Wee woo wee woo wee woo boomer moment. He does the same thing where he assumes young kids don't know stuff, like what a transistor radio is. It's a radio. We know what a radio is. Once again, they are in our cars. Uh, Transistor radio may be like a specific kind that some people don't know, but still, yeah. Continue now. Just wanted to just wanted to quickly point out another quick moment of lack of trust in the younger generation that Stephen <laughs> King
1: has. Yeah. Um, and then Charlie uh, is like, well, I guess you can afford it even if the costs are going off the tubes. And yeah. Mr. Butch is like, okay, you're talking about the gold. Have you told anybody yet? No. Like, And Charlie's like, no, I, I haven't told anyone. Um, that's, yeah. They they kind of, he kind of like kind of snaps mm-hmm. a little. And Mr. Butch is like, hey, no need to get like yeah. all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they, uh, Charlie asks how he gets it. Here's another thing I didn't, like another kind of thing that I didn't really understand. Uh, Charlie asks how he, Mr. Boj gets it. And Mr. Boj is like, the mailbox? <laughs> and I also was like, the mailbox? And Charlie's like, he's talking about snail mail, okay? Yeah. But people still send mail. Yeah. He says this as if the mailbox is like something that no one ever uses. Yeah. But like, that's how
0: all of your packages are delivered 95% of the time. True, but to be fair, I would not, if someone had said like, like I order from New Jersey but I don't use the internet, I would also have been like, huh, how do you do that? But I, I get that like, as yeah. soon as they said it, I would have I been like, oh, duh, yeah, I'm an idiot, I forgot. But yeah. genuinely, at first, I would be like, how would you, oh, right, you just mail them your money and what you order and then they will send it back.
1: Yeah, I guess, it's just interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. Um,
1: but that's Kind of about so they just talk about that and then it's finally six o'clock and finally time for h- him to get his oxy so Charlie goes upstairs gets the oxy gives it to him um gives Radar food and then takes her outside because uh Mister Bonich needs to use the urinal but he doesn't want Charlie to see him use it
0: which I appreciate that because he's still a minor uh, yeah but also side thing uh we were talking about this or last episode the urinal is like a he in bed system, not like a regular bathroom urinal. Yes, we talked about what we thought it was, and we just—if you knew—we must have sounded like absolute buffoons. But now we know, <laughs> aren't we? Though we are a little okay. We are a little bit of absolute buffoons. <laughs> That's do. not saying much, <laughs> anyways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what
0: we are okay. Continue, sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. Anyways, we uh, it skips time a little bit. Um. Yeah. Charlie comes back in, empties the urinal, and. They decide to, um, Mr. Bowditch eats a little bit because he's feeling a little bit better because of the pills. Good for him. Um, He's slept, so Charlie goes upstairs, gets a book, and he comes back down and uh, uh, Mr. Bowditch is like, why don't we watch this uh, singing show that Radar and I like to watch? And so he's talking about the voice. Yeah. We find out. Um, So Charlie turns on the television, adjusts the rabbit ears, and they watch the voice for a little bit. And then Mr. Bowditch kind of falls asleep again. Yeah. Um and then we skip uh time again and uh Charlie is like going upstairs. Um he says goodnight to radar. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bodic is asleep.
0: He left the bell for him.
1: Yeah, he leaves the bell. He goes up, the house is a little creaky. creaky which he expected. Creepy. Which yeah, that's fair. Um and he realizes he didn't bring his, his uh laptop, but he thinks about the house makes him think think about like the fairy tales and the And the gold, yeah. And like the gold and stuff that and he thinks about like fairy tales that his mom told him when he was young. So like Red mm-hmm. Riding Hood, like yeah. little pigs, like all those like little fairy tales that everyone knows. Um, and then he thinks about Jack and the Beanstalk. Yep. And so Googles, cause he doesn't have his laptop. He Googles on his phone, Jack and the Beanstalk finds a bunch of diff- different versions and kind of reads them and reads one. That's a lot more like gruesome and bloody. Cause the actual versions of those stories are very graphic and very bloody versus the, stories you tell ch- tell your children
0: they're very the children's versions are very watered down modern which is for any of like the Grimm's fairy tales is that's the case and originally C- cinderella when the stepsisters couldn't get their shoes their feet in the shoes yes. they the mother cut off their heels did you know that
1: yeah yeah like
0: that that that's kind of the, the level of gr- grossness we're working with
1: yeah um but it has kind of and you mentioned this, it gets kind of poetic here. Yeah. Which is funny. And we noticed that because Colton and I, when we were reading this, we were reading this together and we kept talking about the fact that there's a lot of sections in this chapter Mm -hmm. where Stephen King gets kind of like, he says very poetic
0: things. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, here's one example. Uh, I knew the story of course, like Goldilocks and Red Riding Hood. It's part of the cultural river that carries kids downstream. What a baller line. If I if I was to write a poem and I use the line cultural river that carries kids downstreams, that alliteration, I would just be so freaking proud of myself. Yeah. That's such good like imagery. Oh, like I this
1: one itself just sounds good. It says, "I think sometimes we know where we're going even when we think we don't."
0: Yeah. It's like a, a few back-to-back in this chapter that like appeared out of nowhere. Suddenly you're reading poetry. And you know what? Sydney hates poetry but I love it. I do not like poetry. I just
1: <sighs> I, I have a very large disdain for poetry and I blame <laughs> it on I blame it on high school and middle school having to like like okay I like to read it but I mm. don't like and I'm with this I'm like the same way with books and stuff. Like yeah. I like talking about books obviously. Yeah. But I don't like finding meaning in things like right. that like if it's not like right there yeah. i hate like being like oh yeah the author definitely thought this when he wrote this purple we don't drapes. know that
0: purple drapes she was depressed because their drapes were blue like that like that's... we
1: don't know that and yeah. i hate that yeah and that's like of what poetry is and people who like doing that and are good at it like all for them like my roommate mm-hmm. likes doing like she you know she's an english major she's does that stuff a lot and good for her like if you like poems and like
0: writing them good for you yeah i am just one of those people who does not like poems i would i would like to say this i like poems and finding meaning in things but i also compared to some people i have the under not the understanding i have the mindset of sometimes the drapes are just purple which is a thing i say actually quite often which is i don't know if i heard it from somewhere or if i just started saying it yeah but uh dissecting poetry is cool because there's always meaning you can find personally yes and when the teacher, oftentimes the teacher will try and prescribe meaning, and for a for you, the person reading, sometimes the drapes are just purple. If you're trying to, especially poetry, sorry, I'm getting off. That's cool. Just really fast. Poetry is personal. If you read poetry and you find meaning that's for you, it's not wrong. That's yeah. how poetry works. If somebody's trying to prescribe a, a meaning to you, then for you, the drapes can just be purple and for them, it can be depression because stories are like that and they, they cha- live in the minds of the people who read them. Yes. Which is a really poetic viewpoint on reading, I guess. Mm-hmm. Continue, Sydney. Next part of the book.
1: Okay. Anyway, so.
0: <laughs> poetry Corner with Colton.
1: <laughs> New podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Um, so. Charlie just kind of tells a very brief story of Jack and the Beanstalk, so about how Jack and his mom are broke. Um, His mom, like, you know, Jack gets these beans, and, like, his mom doesn't like it. And overnight, Beanstalk comes up. But basically, Jack steals, like, gold stuff. And Charlie's thinking about this because of the gold. Mm -hmm. Um, But so he's just thinking about this. And he thinks about – he learns that in the original, like – Story. Yeah, the giant's chambers are filled with littered bones of children, and the giant has this name that like freaks Charlie out, and the name is Gogmagog,
0: which is not a scary name. Gogmagog. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gogmagog,
1: <laughs> but it gives, regardless, it gives Charlie a chill.
0: Yeah, and so. Wee woo wee woo theory alert. At the end of this chapter, we'll talk a little bit about who I think Gogmagog is. Gogmagog. I, I <laughs> That's such a fun name to say. I have I have a widespread and wild theory that I've been building over these two chapters that I am excited to share with Sydney later on.
1: Yes. Um, okay, so skip forward again. Charlie's gone to bed. Section uh, four. Yes. Um Charlie's gone to bed. He wakes up at like twelve midnight to give Mr. Botich, his ne- next um Oxy pills
0: yeah
1: um so he walks downstairs. Mr. Botich is awake and Charlie's like, "Have you slept at all?" And he's like, "Man, a little, but mm-hmm. like, hopefully once I have these pills, I will feel better and like sleep more." Yeah. And so Charlie gives him the pills. He already starts to feel better, which is probably like a psychological thing. Yeah. Um, and that's what he, Mr. Botich guesses that it is a psychological thing. Yeah. Um, but. Charlie's like anything else and he's like no go back to bed. Um and Charlie thinks about cuz Mr. Botch says growing boys need their rest when he tells Charlie to go back to bed. Right. And Charlie thinks, "Well, I've done most of my growing." And then randomly he's like, "If I grew any more, I'd be a gogmagog." And he says gogmagog out loud. Yeah. And Mr. Botch is kind of like, "Oh, you've been studying your fairy tales." Mhm. And um Charlie's like, "Yeah, well, carrying that gold made me feel like Jack in the yeah. beanstalk, yeah. and um, so they talk about this, and this is just a little funny kind of thing that I, I noticed when I was reading it. It's uh, Mr. Budge tells him that in the Bible, Gog and Magog are the warring nations of the world mm-hmm. in the book of Revelations, yeah, which I didn't realize, and so I like fact checked it, yeah, and this is true, it is it's very true, true. fact, yeah. Um, but anyways, if you put those two together, it makes Gog, Magog, and this big, horrible, you wouldn't want to fight them,
0: yeah, imagine together if a uh, one unified world, this, this is the poetry, a unified world would become an unstoppable giant. That's the idea. Yes. Gog and Magog fighting each other are stoppable. Each Gog and Magog would be an unstoppable giant.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Cause the first time I read this, I didn't, I don't know whether I just missed that or like, didn't pick up on it, but yeah. it just, it makes like everything a lot more sense. I think. Yeah. Um, by the way, this
0: section gives you more theories for me later.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, um, that's Mr. Butch is like you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: put those two together, scary, no big deal. Yeah, like go back to bed. Um, like you you need sleep. I need sleep. I want a break from the pain. Um, and he, Mr. Or Charlie asks, "What did you do before you retired?" Mm-hmm. And Mr. Butch is like, "I was a part time surveyor and a part time logger, a simple woodcutter."
0: And then he tells Charlie to go to bed. In other words, the fairy tales are full of them. That's more theory bait for Colton. Yeah. There's a lot of it in this chapter. There is quite a bit of theory bait in this chapter. I'm doing my best to point them all out. So when I, when I list them, it's not just like me compiling eight things I've never been addressed. Yes. Continue.
1: Okay. So we skipped time again. It's breakfast. It's morning now. Um, Mr. Butch is awake. Uh, when Charlie came downstairs, he was awake already. Yeah. Um. Uh. Charlie's like, you should have asked me to help you. Cause he's like out of bed. Mm-hmm. And, Mr. Boach is like, eh, whatever. And he looks out, sees the fence is fixed. Um, you know, talks about and then he like he's like, Thank you for helping, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then he asks Charlie to help him back to bed. Um, so he does. And then Charlie and Radar go for a walk and they just kind of, you know, walk down to uh Charlie's house, mm-hmm. come back. Um he Charlie takes uh Mr. Boach's check to the bank and he gets a um the personal check for uh the hospital he puts it in the mailbox yeah so the one that'll pay off um and charlie had offered to take it yeah. but they wanted to make sure mr Boach wanted to make sure that the check that he, Took the he got to the he like yeah the yeah. check for the gold
0: yeah you know is cleared cleared. yes i just couldn't think of the word for a second sorry sorry. i was i was like waiting for the perfect moment to jump in and help but i didn't know if you were struggling (laughs) or if you're just talking long-windedly so i was like are you looking for cleared or i
1: couldn't think of the word i was like what is it called okay oh my gosh
0: okay we should we need a code a code look if we that means hey jump in i'm I'm dying here (laughs) jump in i forgot i forgot what
1: it's called when you clear a check. (laughs) <laughs> oh, goodness yeah. gracious. Okay. Anyways, Charlie does all those fun little little tasks. Um, yeah. And it says right before it switches, it says, uh, I tell you these things not because they are particularly interesting, but because they established a routine, one that continued through the rest of that spring and most of the summer. In some ways, those were good months. I felt useful, needed. I liked myself better than I had in a long time. Only the end was terrible.
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't want, oh man, the end is, okay. It, uh, we'll talk about these theories. This theory relates to the end of my chapter, not the end of this chapter. So yeah. we'll wait till then to talk about that one. Yes. Oh, section okay. six.
1: Yes, section six. So we skip forward to like a little bit and Mr. Boch is now having his first physical therapy session with Melissa. And he is, um, so he gets an extra Oxy for completing it, which is like his, you do this and you get this reward.
0: S- Which is a sad reward, but Sydney. Yes, I. We have not cleared this ahead of time. Here's the thing: there's quite a few swears in this section, and that will make it hard for dramatic reading. But also, I think from six to the end of this page is like kind of good character moments for everybody. Yeah, I do think we should do dramatic reading of it. They will all be bleeped. I swear. Okay. Is that okay with you? Go for it. I don't. You sound so sad now. No, I'm fine with that. Okay. That I. I think. I think it's important, and so I. I. I Earlier, I made a joke about it because there are quite a few swears that I would have to get rid of. There are a lot of swears in this. But I I do think it's an important character moment that would be very good to do. So here it comes. On the Wednesday afternoon of my spring vacation week, Melissa arrived for Mr. Bodich's first PT session. She called it physical therapy. He called it pain and torture. He got an extra oxy, which he liked, and a lot of stretching and lifting on the bad leg, which he didn't. I was in the kitchen during most of it. Among the other bon months, I heard cocksucker, stick motherfucker, and stop. He said stop a lot, sometimes adding god damn you. Melissa wasn't phased. When it was over, 20 minutes that had probably seemed a lot longer to him, she called me in. I'd brought down a couple of extra chairs from the third floor, not the straight-backed ones that went with dining table, which looked like implements of torture. Mr. Bonich was sitting on one of them. Melissa had brought along a big foam cushion, and the ankle of his bad leg was resting on it. Because the cushion was lower than the hassock, his knee, still bandaged, was slightly bent. Look at
1: that! Melissa cried. Five degrees of bend already? I'm not just pleased. I'm amazed.
0: Hurts like f***ing hell, Mr. Bodich grumbled. I want to go back to bed.
1: She laughed merrily, as if this was the funniest thing she'd ever heard. Five more minutes. Then up on your crutches, Charlie will help.
0: He made the five minutes, then struggled up and got his crutches braced. He turned toward the bed, but lost one of them. It clattered to the floor and Radar barked. I caught him in time and helped him finish the turn. For the few moments we were locked together, me with my arms around him and him around me, I could feel his heart beating hard and fast. Fierce was the word that came to my mind. I think it's very important to see that he is improving so quickly. Yes. Like way quicker than even Melissa expected. Uh Uh-huh. And also, he swears at her. But she doesn't care.
1: Yeah, she, but she probably gets it a lot. Like, I feel like physical therapy with old, she probably does old men enough to like, yeah, cuss her or just anyone, honestly.
0: Yeah. But I, 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 it's in good nature because later, yeah. later he talks about how he like is mad that he cusses at her because he is a, uh, she's like a really nice woman. Yes. But I, it's, he's healing quickly. And also, uh, I love that he thinks of, uh, Charlie thinks of Howard as fierce. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, I really like Melissa. Me too. I think she's a good character. I think she goes up on her rankings for sure. Oh, for sure.
1: Um, but so Melissa is getting ready to leave. She asked Charlie to come out um, to like outside so she can talk to him real quick. And um, as they're outside, Charlie's just asking some questions about the different pills. And she can't technically answer them. Yeah. And he asks, like he's like, I know most like they're like pain pills and stuff. Mm. But what is um Lynn Parza because that's the only one I don't know, and she's like, I can't tell you that, but you can google it is that yeah, basically, and that's kind of the end of that section, yep, and
0: Check, section seven, yeah,
1: so whoop, whoop. yeah, Charlie's dad is coming for his
0: first visit to meet Mr. Boditch. And it's, I'm going to, Cindy was going to tell you this, but I want to say it. Okay. He got dressed up to meet his dad. Uh, Botich Mr. Botichin, got dressed up to meet his dad. He's
1: wearing pajama pants. But because
0: nothing else fits yes. over a big bracer. Yes. But he's like wearing his nice shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's so sweet. It is
1: really sweet.
0: He's on his best behavior. He's
1: like combed his hair. Yeah. Like that's, that's just a cute little like image in my mind.
0: And his dad's really kind too because his dad brought a six pack of Coke. Uh
1: uh-huh, huh. Because he, his dad's like, when I broke my leg when I was a kid, yeah, like Coke got me through it. And yeah. so I brought this to maybe it would help. And Mr. Bodoch really appreciates that. Um, so they shake hands, they meet, um, they talk about physical therapy briefly. Um, Charlie goes to grab uh ice and like cups to put yeah. the Coke on. Um, and they talk about when Charlie leaves, he can kind of hear the conversation a little bit. And so they're just talking about um, they're actually they talk about Charlie's mom a little bit, a little bit. And Mr. Butch is like, I'm sorry. She seemed really nice. Like I'd seen her a couple of times. And then um, he talks about how, you know, that bridge should have been paved immediately because it might have saved her life. Yeah. And and then he goes, I'm surprised you didn't sue the city yeah for not paving the bridge yeah and charlie's like thinks this is like well you know he was too drunk to sure actually remember. do anything and we just see a little bit of like resentment and like for that whole situation
0: and another poetic line <laughs> fright and loft sorry i'm gonna do this entire what actually i thought my older re- resentless oh my gosh that was terrible Jeez, <laughs> i wasn't even close my old resent- resentments were mostly gone, but not entirely. Fright and loss leave a residue. What a weirdly poetic. I, the imagery he's using in this chapter makes me happy. I'm yeah, enjoying reading he it. He
1: does, like, I feel like use a lot of. There's Stephen King does a really good job with imagery. Yes, he is. Like, a lot of times it's very graphic.
0: <laughs> but it's good.
1: But when you're, like, an author who uses, like, graphic imagery, stuff like this, I feel like.
0: Non-graphic is, stuff. Is, yeah
1: Like. He does a good job at it, too, because yeah. he's used to giving... Like, his books are always really, really long. Yeah. And it's because he puts so much detail. Like, if you took out... Like, I think of, like, I've read It, which yeah. is, like, probably his longest book. that's, like, a 1,000 pages. Right. And a lot of that, you could take a lot of that out and make it probably a 600-page book. Because right. a lot of it's just extra detail. Right. Which is nice to have. Like, it's not necessary. Yeah. But it's nice to have... But he does a very – it's one of my favorite things about his books is he does a really good job of, like, putting a picture in your mind of exactly what this thing would look like.
0: Yeah, because if, if, he's a horror author first and foremost. Yes. And if you walk into a bloody body laying on the floor of a room, is not scary. Yes. But if you know every detail of how the room looks and you know how grotesquely yes. mutilated the body is – like. Being exactly. able to describe it so detailly that your brain can't mm-hmm. help but picture it yes. is good for horror. So
1: even little statements like this really give you a feeling of what Charlie is feeling.
0: Yeah, which I appreciate a lot. He's a great author. He
1: is a really good author.
0: Anyway, anyways,
1: section eight. That was my little like. I love Stephen King's books. Fangirl thing. moment. Fangirl moment. <laughs> um, anyways, um, it's now after. Uh, like it's now night and Charlie is walking his dad back home. Yep. Um, And his dad's like, he's not Mr. Butch is not what I expected. Yeah. He's, you know, I expected him to be grumpy and stuff, but he's, you know, he actually was like kind of kind. He extended himself. Like he wants me to like him because he likes you. Yeah. And it's very clear that he really cares for you, Charlie, because You know, he the way he looks at you and the way he treats you, like, he really cares about you. Um, Like, and then he's his dad's like, don't let him down. Yeah. And Charlie's like, well, as long as he doesn't fall down. (laughs) Which is kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Um, Cute little joke.
1: They just, they kind of, they hug and Charlie's dad goes back to the house and Charlie watches him go and, again, thinks about, like, he does still sometimes resent him, his dad, for the lost years because they were also... Charlie's lost years. Yeah. But he was just glad, mostly glad to just have him back. Which yeah, which is good. Um, Charlie goes back to the house and Mr. Boach is like, that went all right, right? Yeah. Like that was okay, which is kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and Charlie's like, Yes, it was fine. Let's watch the voice. I've downloaded some on my laptop and they watch an episode and uh, Mr. Bodech gets really excited when he sees the picture on the laptop.
0: Yeah, he also the phrase he uses I love holy jumping Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like old timey Robin from the old Batman show.
1: Uh, that's funny. Um, uh, they were gonna watch two episodes, but Mr. Budge falls asleep after the first one. Yep. So Charlie goes upstairs and Google's Limparza.
0: The, and the, so which if you don't remember is the drug we talked about earlier yes
1: and so we skip time a little bit and it's now friday and melissa's back and charlie goes up to her and is like i looked up Lynn Parza and she goes well i figured you would mm-hmm. and she's he's like it treats four things um pro- breast cancer ovarian cancer prostate cancer or pancreatic cancer
0: mm-hmm. i think yeah
1: um and charlie's like i know he's not taking it for breast cancer or ovarian cancer so is it prostate or is it pancreatic yeah. and Melissa's like well I can't tell you that
0: yeah. like
1: that's patient co- uh, confidentiality and Charlie's like well you're not a doctor Someone yeah. no told you you can tell me and plus we're already keeping secrets here like I'm not even supposed to be giving out this oxy yeah like just just tell me you and give
0: me oxy but you won't tell me what he's sick with that yes. seems like a strange dynamic uh, yes and
1: so she tells him it's prostate cancer oh and they found it on the x-rays it's not like advanced Yeah. Um, So the limparza is supposed to slow the growth of growth of tumors and sometimes it can actually reverse it,
0: especially in old men.
1: Yes. But Charlie's like, well, shouldn't he be on more if he's got prostate cancer? Yeah, he should be on like a lot more. Right. And she's like, he said no, like it was offered to him, but he refused to take any of it except for the limparza. Yeah. And Charlie's like, well, why? And he's like, she's like, I don't know. Like, you'd have to ask him that
0: you and I read that. Why? Very differently. In the book, it's like in italics, and he, that's all he. Oh, says. he's definitely like. I read it as why.
1: That's how I read it too. Okay, okay. I just didn't like say it that yeah, way. Okay. Yeah. Um. But you know, so Melissa's like, well, the prostate cancer, like, it doesn't in old men, it's not as like mm-hmm. awful, and so with the Parza, he might still have years to live, and it might not affect him that much. Yeah. Um. But either way, that's sad to know that. Mr. Boich has prostate cancer.
0: Yeah. You wanna know a fun fact about Limparsa? Okay. Its molar mass is four hundred and thirty-five point oh eight grams per molecule. Okay. (laughs) Why did I need to know that? I don't know. I just I looked up Limparza and that was one of the first things that popped up. Why (laughs) why is that like one of the top results?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay.
0: Anyway, continue.
1: Anyways. (laughs) It's nighttime again and uh Mr. They're watching Mr. Bowditch and Charlie are watching the voice. Um, And when it's over, Mr. Bowditch, uh stands up and he's like, it's a big night. I might be able to go poop because <laughs> he hasn't yet. Cause yeah. the oxy is very like constipating. It's like it makes yeah. him, yeah, it makes him constipated. And so uh, Mr. Bowditch goes to the bathroom and is in there for like 10 minutes. And Charlie's like, Hey, are you okay? And he's like, I need to stick a dynamite. Which is kind of <laughs> funny to me. Um, but he does come out, and he does, uh, he does go to the, he does poop.
0: So the eagle kinda... has landed. He <laughs> says,
1: <laughs> "That's funny to me."
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but Charlie helps him back into bed after this, and yeah. he's Mr. Boach is in a good mood now, and so Charlie's like, "I'm going to take advantage of that and ask him about Limparza," and so he goes, "I read up about this. Like, you could be doing so much more." Yeah. And Mr. Boach is kind of like well I'm in pain I can't sleep like I'm constipated like I've already I feel really bad for being rude to Melissa I you know all these unpleasant things I'm saying I think it's it could get worse I don't want it to I don't want to add nausea vomiting cramps like to the stuff I'm already suffering with right and um, he's also like well he says, there's something else, young man, something a person your age can't understand. I've almost had enough. Not quite, but almost. Life gets old. You might not believe that. I know I didn't when I, and he pauses and he goes, when I was young, but it's true. Um, And he goes, but I didn't want to leave her alone, right? We're pals, she and I. He starts talking about Ryder. Yeah. And now I don't have to worry. If she outlives me, you'd take her, wouldn't you?
0: Yes, of course.
1: Um, But it's just interesting when he talks about him being young.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he there's talk- a little bit more theory bait. There. Yes.
1: Which is why I mentioned it. Yeah. And, um, but he's, he's also happy about the therapy because today he got 10 degrees of bend. Right. So he's able to bend his leg a little bit more, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I am going to work on this really, really hard because I don't want to die in this bed. Yeah. Is basically, like I don't want to die on the rollout couch. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of funny. Um, but and then we skip forward again and they hadn't, Uh, So Charlie talks about the fact that they haven't discussed the source of the gold yet. Um, It was something they really, Charlie really wants to discuss, but they haven't. Um, And it's now time for him to, like, get ready to go back to school. Right. And he doesn't know what he's going to do about the oxy pills, because Mm -hmm. obviously when he's at school, he can't give him the pills when he needs them. And he doesn't want to leave them out in case he takes them. And... So he's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday when Melissa comes, I can give them to her, and she can, you know, give them to you. But what do I do Tuesday, Thursday when she's not here? Right. And he's like, or er, um, <laughs> Mr. Boach is joking like, well, I could just give Miss like have Mrs. Richland. And if you remember Mrs. Richland, she's yeah. the really nosy neighbor next
0: door, the very nosy, and
1: neighbor. she's like, I'm sure she would love to like walk around and take Facebook photos and like stuff, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Um, but he's like no seriously like it's just the midday pills like just give them to me and um mr butch is like or charlie's like no i won't i can't do that like you know you could take them early and you're not supposed to do that and uh, mr butch is like no like i won't cheat it'll be a temptation if they're sitting next to me if you leave them out and they're sitting next to me it'll be a temptation but i won't cheat yeah and if i do cheat I will stop taking them all together and just take Tylenol. Like I'll get off them all together, which would be really miserable. And he knows that. Yeah. And so Charlie's like, okay, fine. I trust you. I will leave out the pills that I can't give to you during the week. I'll leave them out for you. Take them at the right times. And like, I'm trusting you with this. And we learned that he didn't cheat. He never once took the pills when he wasn't supposed to.
0: Uh, Correct. Also, you missed one important thing. Oh, Charlie now moves back to sleep at his house. So yes, take, so yes. Mr. Botic is now taking the evening, the the midday, and the evenings uh, because Charlie doesn't spend the night there anymore. Yes. Uh Charlie still wants to spend the night, but Mr. Botic wants him to spend the night with his father because his father's getting like
1: lonely. you know
0: lonely. Father wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, chapter seven. That's chapter seven, and here's the thing: should I do theories now, or should I finish mine and then do all theories at once?
1: Um, do theories now for this chapter because okay. there's some stuff that like yeah doesn't Mr. get brought up
0: next chapter. Mr. Botic. Is a fairy tale character. He's some character from lore that has now come to our world. Okay. That is my theory because a couple things. Uh, one, he's a woodcutter like in all the fairy tales. Two, mm-hmm. he knew exactly who Gagamog was, didn't question it, didn't think about it. Was like, oh, reading fairy tales. Huh. And he called Jack by like, so you read about Jack as if mm-hmm. it was like a person he knew personally. Yeah. He d- re- says, uh, when he was young, on like a uh, he like references being young as a uh, like weird topic, mm-hmm. and so I think. My guess is that portal is something about, like, the consciousness of children or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, how fantasy does and, like, the magic is all made up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it's, like, these stories come to life in this other world. Like, these stories come from a different world where people take either they actually happen in this other world. They come here through people who come to the portal. Mm-hmm. Or they just, like, something about, like, the consciousness of human race creates this other world that mm-hmm. Mr. Bonish somehow found a way to get through to. Okay. And so I think he is a fairy tale woodcutter who okay. has come to our world and has lives here. Maybe his dog is there too. I need to think. Wait, are there any woodcutters from fairy tale that have like a dog? Like a known fairy tale character that has a dog? I'll do research and tell you next next episode who he okay. is. Okay, just yeah. be
1: careful when you Google it. Oh, I'm not going to Google. Like...
0: It. Yeah, I'm going to Google who is Mr. Bodich.
1: Well, no, but like be careful when you Google it. It's yeah, like, that's true. Yeah,
0: I don't spoil myself. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You now here's my question for you. Tell me how you feel about my th- about my theories.
1: No, <laughs> that was not what I expected. <laughs> Why would you just say no. no to me? I think it's a good theory.
0: Thank you. I like the theory. I
1: think it's a good theory.
0: I wonder if your mom will like it.
1: Maybe. Speaking shout out to my mom. Yeah. Speaking oh, of which, shout out to my mom real quick. So <laughs> I forgot I was going to tell Colin this. She told me to tell. So my mom and I. Uh, my mom listens. Just for those of you who are listening. Hi, Mrs. Lyrely. Mo- <laughs> my mom listens and. So today she texted me and uh, told me to tell her or tell Colton about this uh, thing. She like her theories, and so she says, "I think Bodich goes through the portal to another world, steals the gold, and comes back. Which is why no one no one in this world is looking for it. I think the noise in the portal is whomever or whatever he is stealing the gold from. It comes back through the portal looking for Bodich and the gold, but can't get out of the shed." Christopher Polly, whom we don't know yet, is also looking for the gold. I'm on the fence as to whether he came through the portal or if he's just someone that has come to find out somehow about Boric's gold and is trying to find out where he's getting it from. Those I, are my
0: mom's theories. I love those theories. Hey, listener, this is a fun thing. If you have theories, if you're not, don't cheat and tell me spoilers. But if you have theories, there's an email uh, in, the, in the description of every episode. Email me your theories and we will read them during the episode. If you can you also
1: ha- message us on Instagram if
0: you'd like. Yes. If you have theories, there's many ways to reach us. Uh, send them to us, and we would happily read your name and what your theory is for what's going to happen. Yeah. If it's a spoiler, though, I think I'm going to have Sydney fact check. I'll read theories and send them to Sydney. It's like the, the issue is, is some of them fact? could just be good guesses. Yeah, but we'll, if it's if it's absolutely 100% editorial correct, we will not read it. Yeah. But if you're if you're a good theorier, send it, and we'll happily read them. Yes. It's, I think that'd be a very fun thing to get yeah. listener theories. Mm-hmm. So I guess thank you, Miss Lirely, for being the first. Woo, mom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, I have one more question for you, theory wise. Okay. Gogmagog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gog such magog. a funny name. Yes. What about Gog it? Gogmagog. He's
1: real. Who do you think he is? Like, what do you think he about him? has to do with any of this? Like, why do you think he got? do you think he's important at all, or what?
0: Okay, I think Gogmagog. <laughs> <laughs> if my theory about like fairy tales coming from different worlds correct, he exists there. Mm-hmm. Ma- I think uh, the thing is, Mister Boat. Is, it makes a point to say. That what they steal from Gogmagog is things and not just gold bits. It's gold coins and gold eggs, but not just gold bits. Mm-hmm. Which is he makes a point to say. Now, Mr. Boditch could melt them down and make them gold bits so that it's not like, where are you getting gold eggs from? Yeah. But I feel like that's a lot of work for Mr. Boditch. Mm-hmm. So, but I think Gogmagog is maybe either like in the portal, or maybe the guy he's stealing gold from, or maybe some like maybe he's an acquaintance that Mr. Boditch knows and interacts with in the portal. Mm-hmm. The portal spoiler is a big one, and now that I know it, all my theories are around it until I learn more Obviously. about it. Obviously, yeah. Um,
1: okay,
0: yeah, that's my theory about Gogmagog. Okay, time um, for my chapter now.
1: Yes, Woo! time for your chapter. Chapter eight.
0: Chapter eight. The 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 uh, titles are "Water Under the Bridge," "The Fascination of Gold," "An Old Dog," "Newspaper News," and "Arrest." So that those are the titles, all of them this was fewer titles this picture is also adorable that's all i wanted to say the drawing picture of old radar laying with her monkey toy oh i know anyway it opens with uh charlie talking about the sponge baths that he gives mr boditch and how you know i'm just going to actually skip this because it's kind of gross he sponge baths the old man that's that's what happens yes uh and they have like a talk and you know he gets him uh he gets him the coke that he wants to stuff uh, he says. Basically, they have a conversation about why Charlie is doing what he's doing again. Charlie has thought about this several times. He he asks if he is like repaying, doing like rep- reprimand for something he feels he did wrong. Like, is he
1: atoning? Yeah, yeah. Or
0: is it like what? What's the reason? Essentially. Mm-hmm. And while he doesn't actually give an answer, Mister Bush reads his face and thinks it's atonement, uh, because he was thinking about uh one the pr- the prayer to God, the deal with God, yes, and two the time he called a bomb threat mm-hmm. and um. Uh, so Mr. Bodich after looking, says uh, he 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 decides he's atoning, and he says basically this sentence, which I appreciate. For what I wonder, instead yeah. of like asking, he just, uh-huh. like, says that he's going to consider it.
1: Yes. And uh, there's another. Can I read this statement? Yes, you this can. Other little poetic thing. Yeah. That Mr. Bodich says yeah. he goes. Time is the water, Charlie. Life is just the bridge it flows
0: under. Yeah. I. I. I it's, it's. There's a lot of little poetic things that happen throughout these chapters. Yeah. And that's the end of section one. Now we're on to uh, section two, which is an entire page that is one paragraph. This this section two, Cindy and I both are like, whoa, when we got here, because it's just one solid block it of text.
1: It is. It's like a page and a half of just straight, like, solid text. Yep. It's just, like, a quick, like, explaining what happened
0: in yeah. a couple months. <laughs> uh, So basically now... Uh, they're doing they're doing a bunch of uh, therapy still. It's getting better uh, by uh, June. It was up nearly up to 50 degrees. Yes, uh, his leg bend. So he could yeah, he could almost bend at 50 degrees, which is, you know, really big. Uh, Melissa starts teaching him how to use crutches, how to go up and down the stairs so mm-hmm. that he doesn't fall and he can expand, uh, move. So, uh, of course, Charlie moves the pills from the second floor to the third and hides them in a uh, birdhouse.
1: A creepy old looking birdhouse thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mr. Botich is now giving himself sponge downs. So no longer is the child sponging him off. Uh, they watch they watch movies together. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple different movies. By the way, I just wanted to say, I am not putting any tabooness on the fact that nurses and like helpers give sponge batches to old people. Yeah. I just said it like it was like a taboo gross thing. It's not gross. It's a thing that has to happen. In yes. Uh, so, I just want to make sure that if you're thinking like, oh, Colin's a jerk, I was just making a quick joke, but I, I realized it's very important and a real thing that exists. Yeah. Uh, they watch movies together, including like West Side Story and the, I don't know how to say that, Manchurian candidate.
1: Manchurian candidate. I don't know what that is. Uh, West Side Story, I know, obviously, but
0: Yeah. I don't know the other one. And they both they both like them. Uh, Mr. Bodges consider getting a new TV, but then decides not to because uh, of, you know, all the uh, crap that it will take to get a TV actually up and running. Yes. Like a satellite dish or cable installed. He's like, ah, it's too much. Um, he talks about how he uh, can come back fast because he doesn't have baseball and that the coach still gives him the stink the eye. The
1: Manchurian Candidate is a 1962 thriller drama. It's two hours and six minutes. I think it's in black and white. Oh. It's 1962, so that would Yeah, make sense. it has to be kind of. Um, but it says... The description says, near the end of the Korean War, a platoon of U.S. soldiers is captured by communists and brainwashed. Oh. Following the war, the plantoon is returned home, and Sergeant Raymond Shaw is lauded as a hero for the rest of his plantoon. However, the plantoon commander, Captain Bennett Marco, who's played by Frank Sinatra, <laughs> nice. finds himself plagued by strange nightmares, and together with fellow soldier Alan Mel- Melvin, races to c- uncover
0: a terrible plot.
1: That actually sounds like it could be interesting.
0: Yeah, add it to the list of things we need to watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they he talks about all the chores he's doing, cleaning the upstairs. Uh he considers cleaning the gutters and Mr. Boach says hire somebody to do that instead. I'm
1: gonna interpret you one more
0: time. Yes.
1: This movie has a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa,
0: people love this movie. It's
1: a seven point nine out of ten on IMDB.
0: That's not whoa, that's way worse. What happened?
1: I don't know, but 7.9 out of 10 is still not bad. Oh, no,
0: no, it's a good movie for but sure.
1: But 97% on Rotten Tomatoes that's crazy. is so high. Okay, continue.
0: Uh, So basically he hires, he doesn't want him to do the gutters. Actually, when he considers, Bodish looks at him like he's insane because that's what you know broke him. Yes. And so he hires somebody to do it, and then he's like, try and see if can get him to fix the shingles too. And when he hears the price, Mr. Bodish makes Charlie haggle to make it cheaper, mm-hmm. which he does. gets 20, 20% off. Uh. And then they had the, the stairs fixed and a ramp installed and a bunch of chores. And they also discovered, not discovered, but they also started having uh, Charlie's dad would come every Sunday and play rummy and talk in the evenings. Which is so cute. And Mr. Vodich invited. It wasn't like he, uh, he like Charlie didn't prompt it. Mr. Vodich said, you're going to shove your dad come up here and play games with us. Yes. Super sweet uh but basically this entire giant chapter was establishing like a relationship growth and uh friendship stuff. It's just
1: like an update of like yeah. Here's all these months that went by mm. and like the basics of what happened. Yeah. Rather than like slowly going through each thing,
0: which I appreciate. Yes. Charlie consi- Charlie talks about how that was a good time at least mostly uh because like Radar's walks were getting shorter uh and sometimes there was some blood on the toilet bowl from Mr. Bodich's peeing, mm-hmm. which is so like... Which is some is not good. So that th-
1: basically shows the Pars is not necessarily doing what it's supposed to. Yeah. Which is not good.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, it also spoils how he dies here. It's It says, um, in the end, it wasn't the cancer that got him. It was a heart attack, except not really. And then he says, it was the shed. And so something about it was, somehow it was the shed that got him in the end, yeah. which is a weird thing to say, but I, I am excited to learn more. Uh, and then we move on to section three. Uh, they, it opens with him talking about how he brought up the gold again one more time. Yes. And the way he does it is he taught is he brings up the man from the uh, pawn shop that he sold the gold in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Bodo thinks of him as harmless. Basically saying he won't do anything because I make him so much money, he will never sell me out to anybody because then he loses that money that he can get. Yes. Uh and you know, he's basically harmless. Uh and Mr. Bodish says, uh, I don't think it's Henrich you want to talk about at all. I think it's the goal that's on your mind and where it comes from. Uh mm-hmm. which he nailed. Mr. Yes. Bodish is really good at reading people.
1: He is very good at reading people.
0: Yeah. Uh and so Mr. Bodish says, Have you been looking at it? And it makes Charlie feel embarrassed. And he says, like, yeah. He's
1: supposed to, like, blush, Yeah, which is funny.
0: But he says, I'm not going to scold you. Uh, To me, it's just a bucket of metal. But to you, it's, like, actually alluring and important. Um, And he also talks about how he goes, did you plunge your hand into it? Let the the pieces run between your fingers? And he's like, yes. Uh, Basically, there's a fascination on gold that's not just with the money. Mm -hmm. And Charlie gets it because he has that fascination. He likes looking at it and touching it and feeling it. And, you know... Uh indeed. Yeah. And basically he talks more about getting robbed and are you scared about it? He's like, nah, I I don't think it's a big deal. And even if they do do rob me, it's fine. Um and also he just ends this conversation. Uh he he ends it by saying, I believe there's some land shops in the fridge. Basically, we're done.
1: Yeah. We're done talking. We're 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 done with this conversation, moving on no more.
0: Uh yep. And now we're on section four. And on section four we learn that. Uh, finally, uh, on one evening in late July, Radar finally can no longer make it up and down the stairs on her own. Yes, uh, which is a bad sign because that means mm-hmm. she, like bathroom breaks are all going to be carrying her. Yes, uh, when he tried to pick her up, Radar like basically got real in pain, thinking that she and you know there's a pain coming from her back leg area that is that is uh, making yeah. it hard for her to move or do anything. Mm-hmm. She's going really really thin. Her her muzzle's all basically pure white. Her eyes are getting glassy. Um, yep. And he uh, he says that Charlie tells Mr. Bowditch that she needs to go to the vet. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Bodich says, that would scare her too much, and I'm not going to put her through that. Yeah. And he says, find me somebody who will come see her, but won't report that I have an unregistered dog. Yes. And Charlie says, I can do that. And that's the end of Chapter 4. So on Chapter uh, – sorry, Section 4. So in Section 5, uh, Radar st- finally stops eating all of their uh, morning and evening meals. Yes. Uh, and he's really, really concerned because she's also biting at nothing, thinking like cause something's causing her hindquarters pain. So she'll keep biting at the hindquarters, mm-hmm. even though there's nothing there for her to bite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically it's just kind of getting bad. Uh, and she she he said he thinks of her as a patient. He says, Now I have two patients, one getting better and one getting worse. Yes. Referencing Mr. Bodus getting better and radar getting worse. Um uh he he says uh that then comes the time where football practice starts. Yep. And he's like, I'm not going. Uh, he's and, quitting another sport. And his dad was disappointed, and he also was. But uh, his dad understood. Uh, and because he saw the dog and understands that there's, like, really bad pain in yes. seeing a dog go. Uh, but uh, Mr. bodich is freaking livid by the idea. He's
1: so angry. And that makes me laugh because it's funny. Charlie's own dad is like, okay, fine. Yeah. Like I'm not happy about it, but it's fine. But Mr. Bodich is like, no, you are absolutely not quitting. You are going to play football whether you like it or not, and that's funny to me.
0: Yeah, he he uh like is yelling. Basically, they both yelling back and forth, and he says, "If you play, I'll come to your games." After after they're yelling about like stop, keep playing, And him saying I'm not going to keep playing. Yeah, Mr. Bodich says uh, qu- more quietly, uh, "I'd come to see your games," which shocked him because. Mr. Boach is essentially a shut-in at this point. And so the uh-huh. idea of him letting himself out to that public area just to play the games. Yeah. Uh but he still just ends up saying no. Uh and Mr. Boach says is like, I will not let myself be the reason you quit this sport and like don't get the scholarship. Yeah. And uh Charlie gets mad and says, It's not about you, it's not about it's not all about you. What about her? Uh are you gonna carry her up and down the porch so she can go to the bathroom? She can be you can barely walk yourself. That kind of a thing. Yeah. And he tries to figure Mr. Miller tries to figure out a way. She can go in the house, put on papers and Charlie knows that she would hate that. Mm-hmm. Radar because would not like even that.
1: though she's a dog, she still has her own like feelings. Like she still, you know, has feelings and thoughts. And yeah. Charlie's like, even though she's a dog, like yeah. she would hate that. And I would hate knowing that she was here hating that. Yeah. Like and if I was at practice or something, I wouldn't be able to focus mm-hmm. on practice because I'd be worried about her.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, I lied. Here's the part where Mr. Budge finally gives in and lets uh, Charlie look for an, a, a vet who will come. Oh, to yeah. Because you said that was earlier. Yeah, I, I lied by mistake. And here's section six. That's How other, dare you? I know. That's the other tra- section five. And at section six, they find not a vet, but a vet, veterinarian's assistant who will come uh, yes. and not say anything about it. Uh, and she has some like uh, experimental pills that will shorten her life for sure, but the short life will be. Um, much higher quality of living.
1: Yes. So instead of like six months of pain, yeah, it'll be like two or three months of like good. She can move around. She can climb stairs. She can, you know, yeah, chase after her monkey. and play some She games. just randomly will die one day.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the end of this section, it says it did work. She began to eat. Uh, she was able to make it out the port. The port steps with a little bit of help sometimes, and she was able to play chase the monkey. It's like that's so good. Yes, I agree with Mr. Botic, who says, uh. It seems one or two months, one or two good months are better than six bad ones, which I think I agree with. I think I'd rather live a good quality of life for shorter than a terrible quality of life for a long time. Yes. Because that's basically torture. Bad things happening for a long time is torture, you know? Yep. Uh, And that's the end of section six. Uh,
1: Well, it also, I don't know if you were going to point out the last Spoiler.
0: Still, I never expected her to outlive Mister Boditch, but she did. It keeps referencing his death before he's died, which is bugging me. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, at least that's
1: something you don't have to theorize about him dying.
0: Uh, and then section seven comes with another poetic opening. Then came what the poets and musicians call the caesura, which is the moment before, like the big drop. Essentially, yes. the moment of like calm before everything goes crazy. The
1: calm before the storm, basically.
0: Yeah, but they, they he keeps referencing that. So basically everything went bad at the same time as what he's saying is gonna happen. Yeah. Uh they uh Mr. Bodich did improve. Uh radar didn't improve, but didn't get worse. So
1: Yeah, like she's able yeah. to like move around a little bit and stuff. But she's not dead yet. So that's a win.
0: Yep. Uh the football team has gone 0 three and the former teammates won't talk, which was a bummer. But
1: that's so awful.
0: Yeah, but that's Char- so crappy. Charlie is satisfied with his decision to not uh join, which is probably good. Uh on several occasions when Mr. Boj was like asleep or something, he would go up and plunge his hands in the gold and wiggle it around and feel it. That's funny to me. Uh yeah. Though
1: I like to like think if I was in Charlie's position Yeah. And there was a bucket of gold sitting upstairs. Yeah. Like I can't necessarily blame him.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I I like, I don't blame him at all.
1: Yeah. Like I don't just I can't even imagine. Like, I can't even fathom that much gold in one place. Right, for sure. Like, let alone in a bucket. It's a bucket, like, a kid, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Uh,
0: the doctor wants Mr. Bonich to come back in. He says he's, he's he doesn't want to because he feels fine. And Charlie believed him because he says sometimes not just the patients will be in denial. Mm-hmm. He believes Mr. Bonich feels fine. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, that's the end of section seven. Section eight. He talks about being in the library, which he does in his free period before lunch. Mm-hmm. And he decides he's reading a book. And decides instead of like finishing it, he wants to do it all finish it all in one sitting. So he goes yes. to read a newspaper, mm-hmm. um, and finds a article in the local newspaper about the guy who sold who bought the gold. He had been murdered. Yes, Mister Heinrich. Which makes Heinrich, which makes uh, Charlie concerned that the person who murdered him might be after uh, the gold that Mister Botic has. Mm-hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. And so I have another dramatic reading here to do. Are you ready?
1: Okay. Stantonville jeweler homicide victim. A longtime Stantonville resident and businessman was found dead in his shop, Excellent Jewelers, late last night. Police responded to a phone call saying the door to the shop was open even though the sign was still hanging in it. Officer James Kudzintwinkel found Wilhelm Heinrich in the back room, the door of which was also open. When asked if the motive was robbery, Stantonville Police Chief William Yardley said, Although this crime is still being investigated, that would appear to be a no-brainer. When asked if anyone heard sounds of a struggle or perhaps gunshots, neither Chief Yardley nor Detective Israel Butcher of the Illinois State Police would comment, except to say that most of the businesses at the west end of Stantonville's Main Street have been vacant since the advent of the mall outside of town. Excellent Jewelers was a notable exception. Yardley and Butcher have promised a swift resolution to the case.
0: The lunch bell went, but I sat where I was and called Mr. Bodich. He answered as he always did. If this is a telemarketer, take me off your list. It's me, Howard. Mr. Henrich has been murdered. Long pause, then. How do you know? I looked around. The library was a no-lunch zone and now empty except for me, so I read him the article. It didn't take long.
1: Damn, Mr. Bodich said when I finished. Where am I supposed to trade off the
0: gold now? He's
1: been my go-to
0: for almost 25 years. No sympathy whatsoever. Not even any surprise. At least, that I could detect. I'll do some internet searches.
1: Carefully, discreetly.
0: Sure, I'll be discreet as hell, but I think you're missing the point here. You did a big deal with him, a huge deal, and now he's dead. If someone got your name out of him, if he was tortured, or even promised that he wouldn't be killed.
1: You've been reading too many of my old paperbacks, Charlie. You traded those six pounds of gold for me last April.
0: Not exactly the dark ages, I said. He paid no attention.
1: I don't like blaming the victim, but he simply wouldn't leave that shop of his in that saggy ass little town. The last time I did a deal with him in person, this was probably four months before I thought the latter. I told him, Willie, really, if you don't shut this place up and move out to the mall, someone is going to rob you. Someone finally did and killed him in the bargain. That's your simple explanation.
0: Just the same. I'd feel better if you brought your gun downstairs.
1: If it will make you feel better, fine. Are you coming after school?
0: No. I thought I would go to Stantonville and see if I could score some crack.
1: The humor of young people is crude and rarely funny, Mr. Boric said and hung up.
0: By the time I got in the lunch line, it was a mile long, and whatever slop the was serving would probably be cold. I didn't mind. I was thinking about the gold. Mr. Boric has said that at his age, it was just a bucket of metal. Maybe so, but I thought he was either lying or being disingenuous. Otherwise, why would he have so much? Lots of theory bait.
1: There's a lot that happens here. Yeah. Lots
0: of theory bait.
1: I wanted to read the, so I read the at the beginning the little newspaper article, yeah. Yeah. and I just wanted to read it just out loud, just because I wanted to. Basically, it usually explain what happened or what they found so far, yeah, and also just point out that the very end of the the article says that the detectives are going to promise a swift resolution to the case, which as detectives is not something you can promise or should promise because it's not about being quick at it. Yeah. It's about finding the right
0: person. Imagine, imagine the interviewers like, no, we're going to be sloppy, but we're going to get it done. Like that, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Yes.
1: And so I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. That was all.
0: Um, so that's the end of section eight In section nine. Uh, he paid for the w- newspaper online so we can read it yes and finds that uh somebody had gotten had gotten arrested for the murder like
1: two days later
0: yeah who uh is like a you know a he's a homeless guy who lives near
1: yes his name uh, is benjamin dwyer
0: yeah um and mr boge is like see i told you it was a super stupid person who did a stupid crime uh, it was nothing big um And he's Mr. Bowers notices that he still looks bothered. And it's like, you can just drink a Coke and I'll fix it. Uh.
1: (laughs) I don't know why would you, (laughs) I wish we had a camera right now because (laughs) Colin's face when he said that was so funny. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, continue. Uh,
0: he was, he was Charlie still bothered because there's like other stuff that the, the man didn't have on him. That was, that would have been there when he stole, like when he was there, like a tiara and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Boge thinks he's being too paranoid. And there's a funny part here where he's uh, he says, you're being paranoid, Charlie. The real problem is what to do with uh, some of the gold I still have on hand. Concentrate on that. But, and then Charlie says, be discreet, I know. And then he says, discretion is the better part of valor. Charlie says, what's that got to do with anything? And Mr. Boge says, nothing. I just felt like saying it. <laughs>
1: That is funny too. I,
0: I like that he's just like I'm. Just going to say this thing.
1: Mr. Butch makes me laugh sometimes.
0: Yeah, he's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. Uh, that's the end. Section nine. Section ten. Charlie gets on Twitter, looks up the area, finds a couple tweets, um, and one of them that I think is funny is a a, a tweet from Ball Guy Nineteen, <laughs> who basically says uh, he's been around for like a thousand years, and there's no the, way he's
1: the quote unquote murderer. Yeah,
0: no way he's going to be murdering somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the end of, of chapter eight. Time, it sure is.
0: Time for some theories again. Yes.
1: Okay, so give me your theories, Colin. Uh,
0: I think that that the guy who was tracking him earlier, I forget the guy's name, the fool who, he's like, I don't know who's around. He did it for sure. Because the only time he's been mentioned was the last time he went to the show. Oh, shop. are you talking about Christopher Polly? Is that the name? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Don't know anything about him, but he mm-hmm. did it for sure. For sure, for sure, it was him. Okay. Uh, other things. We know Bush has a heart attack now. Uh. Mm-hmm. We don't Why know. do you think he has a heart attack? What do you think happens? I just think he gets scared. I don't have a real big reason. Sometimes people have, have a heart attack. My grandma had yeah. a heart attack. He's alive still. But he did. Just had a heart attack. It yeah. happens sometimes. Um, yeah. I don't have any other real big theories for this chapter, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I do want to read the titles of the next chapter and make a guess. The Thing in the Shed. Oh, I'm excited for that one. Okay. A Dangerous Place. Oh, I'm excited for that one. Nine one one. That's when Vodich dies. The Wallet. Uh, I don't know. And a good conversation. I also don't know what that one is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I'm worried about.
1: It's interesting because when, like, obviously I know I know what happens. Yeah. But when you read off the titles, I always, like, think, oh, what happens? Like, is this when this happens? Or does that happen <laughs> later? Yeah. Like, what, is, what does this mean? What happens in this section? I don't remember.
0: Um, yeah. So now it's time for me to rank the two chapters. I yes. rank them both eight and a half out of ten. Okay. Or, or, in other words, if you want to simplify it, 17 out of 20. Okay. Um, and, yeah, that's that's the two chapters. Is there anything else we need to talk about before it's time?
1: Um, I don't think so. Do you have any more theories?
0: No, I don't. I don't know anything else. Yeah, I don't think I have any other kind of questions. Okay. I covered guess, it all. I guess now it's time to... rank the characters. Yeah! Let's do, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it fast. Read the current um, list.
1: Our current list from week three. Uh, Dad, Radar, Charlie, Mr. Bodich, Melissa, Lindy Franklin, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie. Fully loaded. Bill Harriman, Andy Chen, Cece, Craig, Mrs. Silvis, Birdie, Coach Harkness, Heinrich, and in the dead tier, Mom.
0: All right. We From got now, some. Got now some, we
1: have someone to add to the dead tier.
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, let's see. Who's going to go where? Dad. I think I think Charlie and Mr. Bodich both beat Dad and Radar.
1: So you think. Charlie goes first again.
0: Yeah, I think. Or
1: I guess Charlie was never first.
0: I think Charlie's first this time, okay. and then Mr. Bodish can go second. I like his. I like the way his character is he, made in this one.
1: His character has definitely improved a lot. Yeah, like he's really funny now.
0: Yeah, and then and radar goes radar. Third. I think, and, and then, then dad. dad. I like. Wow,
1: dad really dropped. Yeah, he didn't even do anything bad.
0: I like Melissa where she is now.
1: I like Melissa too.
0: Mrs. Reagan's, Ravensburger, She's very. She's very nosy. I think she can go Mrs. down. Mrs.
1: Ravensburger
0: is. The neighbor, Wait,
1: right? <gasps> Where's the neighbor? Wh- wh- did we never rank the neighbor? <laughs> we'll rank we her- never rank the neighbor. We're
0: ranking her now. What's her name? Why do
1: we never rank the neighbor?
0: What's her name?
1: Uh, Mrs. Richland. Mrs. Mrs. Rich- Mrs. Ravensburg's the one nurse. Yeah, lady. you're
0: right. Mrs. Richland, I think, can go uh, by Craig. Is everyone okay with it being by between CC and Craig?
1: Yeah, I can't believe we never ranked.
0: We just forgot. Mrs. Richland. It happens sometimes. What the heck were we doing? Uh, do you know, sometimes. Sometimes crap happens. Well, I
1: think it's because she only like, she kind of just is there but
0: not. Yeah, she hasn't talked really.
1: Yeah, I think everyone else stays the same. Heinrich
0: know? moves to the bottom. Except of Except obviously
1: year. Heinrich would go to
0: Your mother. Mother beats Heinrich in the dead. Oh, year.
1: for sure.
0: We we love mother.
1: I agree. We
0: do love mother. Okay, so the new list. Do we read the original list? Yes, I just did that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> The new list goes thusly. Charlie, Mr. Bodich, Radar, Dad, Melissa, Lindy Franklin, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie Fully Loaded, Bill Harriman, Andy Chen, Cece, Mrs. Richland, Craig, Mrs. Silvius, Birdie, Coach Harkness. And then in the dead tier, we have Mom. And and finally, last worst character, we have Heinrich. I think that's a pretty good list. I think 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 so. When you said Herbie, you didn't let me see Fully Loaded. Oh, I'll try Herbie.
1: Fully loaded.
0: <laughs> Let's try again. Herbie. Fully loaded. We nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Fantasy Book Club. Oh, my gosh. Really, I think our ranking characters just gets more chaotic every time. I agree. We really, really appreciate you being here. We do. We actually do. It's not a lie. Uh, of if, course we do. Yes. And we would love if you have any theories. Once again, click the link in the description. Send it to us or message us on Instagram. We yes. would love to read your theories out on here. That'd be great. Absolutely we would. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about?
1: Um, next week. Right. Uh, yes. Next week, read chapters nine and 10, nine. So do not read 10, 10. I know when you get there, you're going to call it. Don't
0: look at it. No, no. I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain it better. Ten the chapters are divided into sections. You know this. Yes. That. yes. It, we're doing it like chapter and verse, like in the Bible, 10, nine. So you are reading 10, nine. You are not reading 10, 10. Yes. You understand so you're reading
1: nine and. 9 through 10, 9. So you're going to stop once you get to 10, 10. Yes. Do not read ten ten. Yes. I know when you get there, you're going to want to, but don't read it
0: or yes. I will be very disappointed in you. And Sydney will, you know, give you Oxy oh. is the only thing I guess. <laughs> oh, murder you. Wait, there was a was murder that say, happened There are so time. many
1: other things you could have yeah, picked. A murder <laughs>
0: happened. Sydney will frame you for murder. Like that one guy got framed for murder. <laughs> We oh, assume, or you assume. Yes. And we would also like to say uh, thank you to Alesia, which is A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify. Yes. For the use of our theme song, Windrunner Remake. Yes. We love it. It's we a really great like song. We really like it.
1: It's really good.
0: All right. I think that's everything. Thank I think you so. so much
1: for listening this week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram All at right. uh, Fantasy Book Club Podcast. Yes. I almost forgot what our Instagram was. It's
0: Fantasy Book Club Podcast
1: fantasy book club podcast why did you mock me
0: we really really appreciate it (laughs) sorry for mocking you my name is colton david pratt
1: and i'm sydney augustine Lyerly. we love you peace
0: i forgot what i said there (laughs) why are you still here the show is
1: over